Well, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode two. This is Ozzy with my cousin, Mr. Blades. And uh, today we're going to talk about some spooky spooks. What do we have today, man? The trial of Arnie Johnson, better known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. Hey, now that you mentioned that, you know, unofficially, unofficially, if you guys had get a chance, pick up a bottle of Devil's River coffee bourbon this shit smacks we finished the bottle today before we started the uh the recording and uh let me tell you we're both awake and a little tipsy a little bit a little bit pretty good a little bit um anyway we're gonna cover a couple of things today in this case um it's actually what inspired the new conjuring movie um which I think it's going to come out next summer. Um, it's supposed to come out this year, but, you know, COVID, COVID and everything like that kind of uh, held them back. But, you know, a couple of fun facts from this. I mean, we're going to do a little mini rundown of what actually happened in the true story of the Arnie Johnson case. Yeah, what basically inspired uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It film. Um, so, uh, happened back in Brookfield, Connecticut. You know, a lot of things that um, that happened. A lot of it's like you, East Coast for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking like, you know, that's where the first settlements were. 13 colonies. Salem witch trials, stuff like that. I mean, maybe there's something to do with that. I don't know, man. Something like that. But, um, yeah, so back in 81, Arnie Johnson uh, stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono, uh, with a five-inch pocket knife. And this actually became a lot of uh, firsts uh, back in the day for uh, for this very small, quiet community back in Brookfield. Uh, this actually was the first ever recorded murder in the uh, 193-year history of that town. You know, back then in 81, at least. It was the first ever murder recorded in that, that community. So definitely got a lot of attention, you know. Small town, everybody basically knew everybody, you know, kind of a kind of deal. And um, not only was it the first ever murder recorded in the town, it was also the first ever, um, I guess, the trial that went um, for some kind of demonic possession. So, I mean, a lot of controversy with this case back in the day, you know. Um, and, I mean, obviously this, the Warrens were involved in this. Obviously, I mean, they're making a movie about this. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's weird because, I mean, we talk about Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, uh, who was the uh, person convicted. You know, he eventually got convicted of the of a murder. Was he convicted in, for uh, first degree? Yeah, it was a first, um, first degree see. manslaughter. Yeah, yeah, something like that. 
Let me see that. Got that in here. But um, the way that Arnie got involved in it, he was 19 at the time. Um, and the way that he got involved was his would-be little brother-in-law, if you will, his fiance's little brother at the time, uh, David Glatzel was actually possessed allegedly hmm. you know um you know this this boy 11 years old uh story goes that um they were all trying to move into this this new house and everything and when they were trying to move into the house little boy uh was 11 at the time uh he actually had some kind of apparition of an old man um, old man basically said, Hey, if you guys move in here, I'm gonna wreck your shit. You know what I mean? It was gonna hurt his family and whatnot. And I mean, shit, the little boy got a little scared, told his family about it. Um, sister and, uh, fiance were like, yeah, that's going to be a big no for us. And they decided to not move forward with moving into this house. Oh, so this um, happened before they moved into the new house. Yeah. The thing is that they had also told um, the girl's mom, like, hey, move in with us and stuff. And so eventually they moved into the house. And that's when things started to go south, you know. Um, little boy got possessed, started getting, you know, violent getting aggressive um just got a little out of hand and you know when the warrens got involved uh they got called in by uh, father dennis from the saint joseph's parish uh he was on his way out to ireland at the time i guess he got called for another thing so he got them involved and then they kind of went and assessed the situation and they determined that indeed little david was possessed so the warrens and the priest yeah said yeah he's he's possessed yeah so they started doing a bunch of exorcisms you know the first exorcism took place at the saint joseph's uh parish you know they kind of started doing that um so the family's experience with this was that around 11 p.m you know that's when uh, this episodes would begin for young David. You know, he would start getting all violent and start throwing tantrums, start throwing things, start cursing. You know, it would just get out of hand, start convulsing. Um, and basically, this would go on all night until, you know, sunrise. You know, according mm -hmm. to Ed Warren in an interview that they did back in the uh, back in the 80s. And we'll we'll go ahead and. We'll link it. And uh, yeah, we'll link up that, that interview with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, you know, um, during one of the exorcisms, you know, this, this thing got so out of hand that um, the total of six priests were involved at a time. Damn. Like all six priests were in the room. Wow. And three of them were actually straight from the Vatican. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, it was a pretty big deal. You know what I mean? Um, during this whole, I guess, investigation, exorcism, uh, 
um, you know, process, they determined that young David was actually possessed by not one, but 42 demons. So, I mean, shit yeah. got real, real quick. Um, you know, and basically, you know, this young boy was just terrorized and he was terrorizing his family in turn um, with everything going on, kind of being aggressive, uh, try to kill mom, try to kill his grandma at one point. Like it was just getting out of hand. So obviously the exorcisms were kind of, you know, they're exhausting. Um, according to Ed and Lorraine Warren, um, I mean, shit, they would go all night doing these exorcisms. I was just, reading that. I was reading that Lorraine Warren actually witnessed a black mist and like materialized next to David at one point. Yeah, and that was at the beginning of the whole investigation when Dennis, when Father Dennis, excuse me, uh, first got the Warrens involved. Obviously, they go and do their thing um, to kind of assess what's going on. Um, and yeah, you know, she said that she saw a black mist attached to young David at um at a first glance you know when they first arrived to a certain situation um now this was all having to do with this young boy and everything like that and here comes arnie johnson who is uh david's sister's fiance um real stand-up guy from accounts from everybody or you know that that came forward to to give their testimony on the man, you know, uh, very nice dude, very polite, always just, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, you know, just all-American boy, um, and he comes in into one of the exorcisms, and he basically challenges, you know, taunts these demons and tells them, hey, you know what, take me instead, you know, you know, leave this little boy alone, leave my buddy alone, um, and take me. So that was the the mistake he made, you know. And that's what happened later on is he became possessed himself, which is what gives um you John, know Johnson. Yeah. Or what's his name? Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Arnie Johnson. Yeah, that's what kind of that's how he became the infamous. Uh, devil made me do it trial um he became possessed from one of those exorcism sessions where he basically told the demons you know what take me and leave uh young david alone um so what ended up happening here was um back in 1981 he was out with his fiance and their landlord alan bono you know, they were out hitting the town, having some drinks, having some food, hanging out. And I guess they got into some kind of argument. Some words were exchanged. Things escalated. And February 16th, 1981, um, Arnie Johnson stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono, to death with a five-inch pocket knife. 
Um, and again, this was the first ever recorded murder in the uh, Brookfield in 193 years of existence. Is, um, it, is there any uh, anything said on how many times he was stabbed? Uh, yeah, he stabbed him. Um, well, he stabbed him a number of times. It's like 10 or 12 times in the chest and in the uh, stomach. stomach area. Now, the weird thing, and this is what everybody's kind of like, this is what created so much controversy, is Arnie Johnson was a regular teenager. He was 19 at the time. Mm-hmm. He had no criminal record. Nothing that would say, hey, he's going to be a murderer. Nothing that, you know, guy was like a straight arrow before all this happened. Um, You know what I mean? So. It was just crazy. That this that this even happened, you know, and like I said, it all goes back to that summer before 1981 uh, summer of 1980. Is when uh, David, Debbie's brother, who's, uh, you know, his fiance, his little brother started saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm seeing this 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 man with big black eyes, a thin face, animal features like jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns and hoofs, like the whole night. Like, like yeah. it was scary for this kid. You know what I mean? Um." So, again, you know, it was just Arnie trying to be a stand-up guy, challenging these demons, and they ended up possessing him allegedly. Um, I heard he, I heard the whole time he was stabbing him, Arnie was growling like an animal. Yeah, yeah, he like blacked out, started growling, making animal noises, and and um, you know stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's crazy. I mean, you know, nowadays you, you plea insanity and, and all that other stuff. And I don't know, just back in the day saying, Hey, the, I was possessed like shit. How do you even, you know, how do you wrap your head around that? You know what I mean? So when Johnson killed Bono, the Warrens had already been involved with, with the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Warrens had already come and gone. So is that why Lorraine Warren, after, I mean, the day after the murder, is that why Lorraine Warren told the Brookfield police that Johnson was possessed? Yeah, well. And that the, that was the reason why the he committed the crime. Yeah, I mean, the Warrens had already told the police prior to all of this, you know, during the whole exorcisms. Um, basically, hey, you know what? This is getting out of hand. It's getting violent. It's going to escalate and you know they did their part and and for those listening that don't know who lorraine who ed and lorraine warren is they're they're um famous demonologists from connecticut who recently they've been making a bunch of movies from them i mean they were involved in the amityville murders the annabelle doll all that all those stories it was it was them involved they were the ones investigating it and Getting, you know, priests involved and all that. Yeah. I mean, after the murder and everything, um, Johnson's attorney 
Martin Manella. You know, he tried his best to enter the plea of not guilty by reason of demonic possession. Um, you know, he even planned to subpoena the priest who allegedly attended the exorcism, you know, just kind of. And the Warrens. Yeah, just everybody who was involved. And this was the first case in the U.S. to, like, actually involve. A yeah, this was the first case possession. ever in the U.S. to go to court, to trial, that basically involved a demonic possession and stuff like that. So, I mean, I mean, you can imagine back in the 80s and if it's the first time, I mean, you could imagine just from a judge's perspective, like, you don't want to be the judge that, like. Yeah said oh okay cool like you were you were possessed so i guess you know it a lot of things played played out here i mean when it comes to spiritual things and stuff like this i mean i mean it's going to be difficult in court you know to it's just i mean you're not this stuff doesn't happen every other day so i mean yeah exactly so i mean it was actually judge robert callahan who ultimately rejected um Manella's plea um you know he argued that uh such a defense would be impossible to prove and that any testimony on the matter was unscientific and thus irrelevant which again you know it's, I mean it makes sense yeah I mean because you're, you're in a court of law we trial people over you know facts and yeah and actual proof yeah exactly so I mean uh, it just it's just a tough time for uh for Arnie man. Like he's just trying to be a nice guy. Um you know. It's just I don't know man. And this went to Supreme Court, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was I mean he was eventually convicted. But um, you know, after the judge pretty much said, hey, you know, you can't, we're not going to be able to admit or you're, it's inadmissible for you to say that it's, uh, you know, possession. Um, his legal team said, you know what, well, we're going to go with the second best thing, which is, you know, self-defense. Um, ultimately, well, I mean, Arnie was convicted of a first degree manslaughter on November 24th, 1981 and sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison. Um, he only served about five years. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, he, before this, I mean, by all accounts, Arnie Johnson was a stand-up guy. He never had a criminal record before this, you know. Um, he ended up marrying his fiance while he was in prison and stuff like that, you know. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things. Um, you know, they refer to the, uh, the entity possessing the little brother as the beast. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's been a couple of things that have happened, you know, even there was obviously, you know, the warrants, they, They've written books. They've done movies. I mean, you all know the Conjuring movies and stuff like that. And actually, you know, the family of David uh, Glatzel, you know, the older brother, I suppose, um, he actually sued them after a book was released 
So so after this, David was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything was... I mean, he was good to go. You know what I mean? He was good. I mean, which kind of leads you to believe, like, you have this, this young boy who says that he sees this apparition and assessed by 43 demons yeah you know the whole nine and then all of a sudden so after i mean supposedly after whatever was in him went into arnie he was cured of this stuff yeah and i I mean i also also read that the reason why they went with uh, self-defense during the trial was because um after their night of drinking uh mr bono i mean he was really intoxicated and um he took Mary and refused to let her go. And they're saying that that's why Arnie attacked Mr. Bono. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, you can't. The defense was basically made around the whole, hey, it was a, the, the devil made me do it, so to speak, and, and everything like that. And after the judge said, no, you can't use that, you know. Um, they had to say, hey, well, shit, you know, self-defense. This guy came, came at him and he just had to defend himself. And I mean, the thing is that they even say that, uh, Arnie kind of blacked out, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of hard to to like, oh, well, was he possessed or was he just that pissed drunk that he blacked out? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I don't know, you know, it's... One of those things. I mean, he only served five years. Yeah, and I mean that also kind of goes ties into. I mean, he probably was a, a model inmate. You know, didn't really mess yeah. with anyone. Um, but yeah, eventually the um, the whole thing went into you know one of those. Things in history where it's like the first ever trial of possession. And then, you know, this this kid got convicted of murder. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Do you, do you think he really was possessed? or? I mean, I mean, a lot of people call the, the warrants, you know, like this is bullshit, you know, and they're just like. I don't know. I mean, it's. I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, it's kind of like interesting because I mean, do we really know? I mean, it, same thing with like aliens. Like, do we really know that it, you know, that they exist or that this stuff happens? Can you really get possessed by a demon? I mean, I, I mean, I know the Vatican. I mean, the Vatican has their own like exorcist division, you know. Yeah, and, and it's. Uh, I mean. Apparently, the um, while this all was going down with the exorcisms with David and everything like that, you know, um, they kind of did talk to Arnie and they basically were like, hey, man, like, definitely, you know, since you've already kind of challenge these demons to to possess you and everything you know um just kind of like be mindful and, and don't don't stir anything up 
Um, you know, it's it's told here that at some point before the murder happened, you know, Arnie actually um, allegedly, you know, investigated a well in the same area where his uh, fiance's brother claimed to first experience the encounter with a malicious presence, you know. Um, so apparently there was a, some kind of well on the property where, where the little boy came in, you know, he was curious, you know, I mean, shit, if I see what, what little boy, David, yeah, David, you know, if I, if I see a well in the property, like shit, I'd be like, let me check it out. The ring. Yeah. Well, you know, so, um, the Warrens did tell Johnson, you know, they, they told Arnie, Hey, don't go near that same well, because obviously if that's where this boy first encountered this, this, uh, entity, you know, that might be where he resides or some kind of contact point, uh, like, uh, you know, or something like that. Like um, a portal. Yeah. But, you know, good old Arnie, you know, he said, fuck it. And he, he went and investigated anyway. Um, I mean, I don't know what his thought process was at that point to go and... Uh, you know, look at the well and everything like that. Um, you know, Arnie did claim at a later time that he saw a demon hiding within that well. Mm. And that's the demon that he claims that possessed him until after the murder. Um, you know, of course, you know, the authorities did investigate everything that the Warrens had claimed and and the whole haunting and the exorcisms and everything. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, and, and as law enforcement, you know, that's got to be a tough call. Yeah, I mean, you know, law you, enforcement you, you deal with. with. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got a dead guy and you've got people telling you, oh, well, it's because of. Yeah, you do. You mean, I mean, law enforcement, you deal with evidence, not. Yeah. Something that you can't see or... Yeah, exactly. You, know? I mean, you you deal with the tangibles. You know what I mean? So it's dead guy, murder weapon, dude holding the murder weapon, you know? Yeah. Put two and two together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they kind of went with the whole... Yeah, there was an altercation between them and... You got stabbed? You got stabbed to death. And that's what happened. Um... But yeah, you know, the, the weird thing too is that the little boy, David, like, has never come forward to, like, really recount what happened, which, I mean, I, I would assume it's a little traumatic. I mean, I mean, know? I mean, at this point, I mean, he, after that, I mean, pretty sure he just wanted to erase this from his memory and just move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As normally as he could. Yeah. I mean, you know, either way, um, you know, it's it's pretty sad to see that a 19-year-old, you know, had his whole future ahead of him. He was trying to get married, you know, hardworking man, you know, from, from what people say. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're, you're in jail because you murdered someone. You know, you don't even, I mean, damn. So five years, huh? Yeah. That's all he served. Five years. 
Is there uh, do you know if he's still alive? Um I am not a hundred percent sure. I do know that the, the book that was written um back in eighty three detailing this whole thing. Um I mean, it made waves, obviously, but it wasn't until the book was reprinted in 2006 that Carl Glatzel, mm-hmm. um, who is actually the older brother of David, decided to kind of like start a whole lawsuit against the author and the Warrens, um, you know, kind of just saying that it's damaging their their construction business and just the reputation as a whole, you know? Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, the, um, the sister who actually ended up marrying Arnie, she still maintains that all of this stuff went down, like the possession yeah. and the, you know, paranormal activity, like all of that stuff. She still kind of says that, yeah, it happened. It was definitely there. And then you have, uh, you know, big brother, Carl, saying no that's not actually what happened you know my little brother was just kind of ill you know he had a learning disability he had other psychological problems and the warrants basically exploited all that and um are taking advantage of of the situation right um they were sued right yeah they they sued them um back in 2006 when the book was re-released and i can only imagine i mean um now with everything like that um the movie coming out and and obviously their names are going to be involved again and stuff like that i mean i can only imagine the uh there will be more more lawsuits and stuff like that yeah because i mean the glatzel one of the glatzel brothers in 2006 suit the Warrens. Yeah, and that's when the book claiming, was claim, Claiming that it was just a phony story and they were just trying to get rich off of something that that wasn't real. But then, I mean, then you have this, that sister sticking to the story of that all that really did happen. Yeah. So and I mean, I mean it's, it, they're two siblings. One of them's like, no, this is bullshit. And then Debbie, I guess is her name, is like, no, it really happened. What are you talking about? Yeah, so I mean... It's it's a lot of hearsay and stuff like that. And I mean, what Carl is saying is that neither him or David gave their written consent or permission um, for their part of the story. I guess for their names and their story to be incorporated into this book. Um, you know, so... So, I mean, so these guys, David and Arnie, are probably still alive? Yeah, I mean, more than likely. Um, that, you know. that, that's just, I mean, I mean, if it really went down the way the Warren said, I mean, imagine having 42 demons inside of you, like that must be, that must be pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, I mean, shit being possessed by one, 
demon or like a ghost or something you know but do you think it comes down to like you believing in it like say like like people that don't believe in ghosts like they'll never see a ghost but then also it's like what if they did see someone that was a ghost they'll never know like if you keep like feeding this stuff into yourself like do you you know like but i mean david was 11 years old i mean what could he possibly was he watching too much He's watching The Exorcist on like over and over. Or? I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of strange. You know, um, like I'm a believer. I I know I've seen some shit in my day, like for sure. Yeah. I mean, we started recording right now, and we heard a uh, we heard footsteps in the other room, and we're we're here alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean I don't know. Like, I mean like said, I mean I'm not I mean I'm not saying I don't. I guess I'm 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 in, I'm I'm in between, because I mean I've seen some stuff I've. I mean, like I've told you before, I have a buddy that does paranormal stuff and. Yeah. And I've gone with him, and it's. I mean. I guess it comes down to like, you don't believe it until you see it. I guess. But, like, I mean, with the exorcism and all that, like, isn't it kind of strange that you don't hear about that a lot lately? Like, recent years? Like, yeah, actual, like, possessions and stuff? Yeah, I mean, that's probably got something to do with the church and everything and how they like to keep things under Yeah, I mean, maybe the Vatican just, is, like, keeping it. Yeah, it's kind of like hush, hush. Hush, hush. Yeah, and it's... Um, I mean... Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you guys know of anything, any exorcisms or any recent cases that have, um, you know, surfaced or you've heard about them, definitely let us know in the comments. Um, I really want to know if these people are still alive. I mean, I'm sure they are. I mean, it wouldn't have been great kid, to. Kid was 11 years old back in 81. I mean, I'm sure he's. He's still alive and well, hopefully. You know? I, I tried looking it up. I can't find anything. I'm pretty sure after all this went down, they just, you know. Yeah, I fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I understand that. I would have loved to sit down with the Warrens, but, I mean, unfortunately, they're they're not here anymore. Yeah. But um, I have a friend who is a paranormal investigator. Yeah. She recently purchased uh i think this was right before lorraine passed away she per uh, lorraine used to make a uh, jewelry mm -hmm. and this friend i have she she has a paranormal investigation show now and uh she purchased some jewelry that lorraine warren made I, that that's pretty cool i mean to own something that she made yeah you know and i mean i mean i get it why the family's upset i mean look at all the movies the Warrens have, you know, stories that have turned into movies that the Lorraine, the, the Warrens, sorry, were involved in. Yeah, but I mean... And I mean, the and these time, people aren't getting nothing out of it, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it was their story as much as it was the Warrens. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Like, yeah, they, they could they could have done the same thing. Um, You know, maybe shit, I mean... Yeah, they could have written the a movie contract. Marketing and, and shit, I don't know. But... You know, it's it's just one of those things. During the exorcism, there was a there was a chair that was moving, wasn't there? Yeah. So there's an account 
um, from Ed Warren, you know, in this uh, interview that they did. And again, the link's going to be, uh, we're going to go ahead and link that video. The interview. Uh, with the Warrens, you know, it's an interview with the Warrens after this whole ordeal. Um, there was like a rocking chair that he claims that started rocking violently. And actually, the uh, this other guy, what's his name? Zach. Zach Beggins. Beggins, yeah. He purchased it. And it's actually part of his museum in Las Vegas. So, I mean, if you guys get a chance to go out to that museum, you know, definitely check that out. That apparently, that rocking chair was part of this exorcism. And according to Zach, there definitely is something still attached to it. I mean, there's actually a clip. Remember, I, I showed you that clip with the with the the guy from uh, from ET. Um, the the uh yeah the, the the news guy. Yeah, he like taunted the chair in some way, and like his back started hurting. Like apparently, like that was a thing with that rocking chair. Is like if you if you if you sit in it or sit near it or something like that, like your back, you just have like back spasms or like some kind of back problem. Like, we'll also link that video in the, um, on YouTube, in the YouTube channel. So you guys can take a look at that. That's actually kind of, I mean, you know, it's entertainment, so you never know really what's going on. But that guy looked really freaked out because his back really started hurting. According to him, um, his back started like locking up or whatever. He kind of freaks out. So, I mean, definitely take a look at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, I guess we'll never really know what happened, you know what I mean? With the whole possession and stuff like that. And if, if Arnie really was possessed and that's what actually made him, uh, murder this man at the end of the day, or if it was just one of those crimes of passion, you know what I mean? Maybe they were arguing over Arnie's fiance, you know, you get a couple of drinks in and things start getting out of hand. I mean, words were exchanged, stuff like that. So, I mean, you just never know. Yeah, I mean, and this is, I mean, Zach from Ghost, what is it, Ghost Adventures? Yeah. This this guy buys, like, the craziest things. Yeah, you know what, we're actually going to probably do a video or a, a, an episode, a podcast episode on that guy because my boy is on some other shit like yeah i mean i mean i mean pretty sure everyone knows who zach is from ghost adventures i mean this guy just like he wants things to happen you know yeah he's like out there like opening i mean like i mean like boxes like garney did like leave this kid alone yeah come into me yeah definitely you know yeah i mean Checking out his museum. His museum would probably be pretty cool. Yeah, we should probably uh probably make it out there once this whole coronavirus thing is is settled. The tickets aren't that bad. I mean I mean for a museum it's kinda of pricey, but it's forty starting at forty eight dollars an hour, I think. I mean forty eight dollars yeah. sorry, not an hour, but forty eight dollars to to enter. And it's sixteen and over, so I mean you know, maybe some maybe this stuff is all real and yeah, I mean, wasn't well, I mean, wasn't there a rapper or something that touched a divot box or something in his museum and like bat shit just started happening to him? 
Yeah. Um, Post Malone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, one of those things where you don't want to, like I said, I believe in this stuff. Like, I wouldn't go and mess with, like... I mean, even if you don't believe it, I mean, why are you? Why would you run the risk of actually, you know, something happening to you by yeah. taunting this or making fun of it or... Yeah, I mean, it's because it's a lot of people, you know, you, you have your, your skeptics out there and you're like, eh, fuck it, like, this ain't real, I'm a whatever, I'm gonna play with the Ouija board, I'm gonna I'm a touch the box you're not supposed to touch, I'm gonna do what I gotta do, like, you know, because they don't believe in it. Right. And, you know, maybe you're right. I mean, it's it's like you're saying, maybe um, people that are believers kind of invite that stuff unknowingly because they believe in it versus someone who's really like a skeptic. Like, I don't believe in that stuff. And because they don't believe in it, it's kind of like they're not affected by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually just looked up his museum and the the chair and uh he calls it the Devil's Rocking Chair exhibit. Yeah. And uh as of June of 2019, he closed that exhibit. Oh no way. Yeah. After a series of visitors were dramatically affected. As was his own home. Oh wow. So yeah, you see I mean and this guy's like hardcore. Like, this yeah, guy I mean, does he doesn't not give a shit. Give a fuck about things. Um. Yeah, and, I mean, I mean, yeah. to close down that exhibit, you know, I mean, here it states that six people all shared the exact same disturbing, uncontrollable crying during the short time that he opened the exhibit. Wow. One of the guests uh, even collapsed. Directly above the devil's rocking chair. Oh, wow. On the stairs. So, I mean, for all we know, this stuff is 100% true. Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? Um, do you think this is all make-believe or... or the Warrens really are just trying that, to get uh, money. I mean, and I really didn't think... I mean, obviously the Warrens are, are, are gone now, but, I mean, whoever controls their estate, maybe their daughter or, or whoever... You know, but I mean, that's, that's actually like the way I see it. I mean, it's also their story to tell. And right. Yeah. I mean, you I lived it, you were there, then you should be able to talk about it or do whatever you want with your story. Yeah. And I mean, I personally like the fact that they're like making movies out of it just because like shit, like yeah. it's part of history. Like if it really did happen and stuff like that, and there's a whole museum and artifacts, like. Yeah, I mean, for Zach to close that exhibit, I mean, people are even claiming to have seen the, the beast sitting in the chair. Oh wow! Well, well, some people actually sat in the chair. Oh yeah, and they all experienced back pain. What do you think? Do you, do you think you'd go out there and uh, touch the chair, sit in it? I don't know about sitting in. I mean, well, I mean, it doesn't matter at this point. I mean, I have, I have back problems as it is, so <laughs> hey, maybe you'll fix it. Hey, fuck, maybe it but, will uh, fix it, man. Never fucking know. According to this website, um, some of the people that faced that, I'm sorry, that sat on the chair, their pain was so excruciating that they actually needed surgery. Oh, shit. So, I mean, is it a coincidence? Like, like maybe me, that's... like me that I have back problems and... I mean, 
I mean, I go sit on it and maybe just the way I sat on it, get up and I'm like, oh shit, I fucked it up even more. Now I need surgery or is something really still haunting this thing? Because I mean, people, I mean, I mean, you gotta be pretty shitty on like how, like who's fucking up sitting down? Like who's fucking that up? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's why he closed it. He's like, fuck. I'm going to, like, get sued. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be paying everyone's medical with, bills. and All these motherfuckers with scoliosis are sitting on my chair. And they're coming out saying that fucking devil made him have back problems. Yeah, probably that's that's probably why he closed it down. He doesn't want to get sued and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then the story about his house after, I mean, I, I'm guessing this. I guess what he means is after purchasing purchasing the chair and putting it up in, at his museum, that um yeah well I at mean his, at his home in Vegas. Well, it's it's like what's interesting about that is that the Warrens were also claiming that one of the priests, at least one of the priests, that was involved during the whole exorcism rites with uh, David. Uh, Glatzel, you know, um, that he experienced some stuff happening to him after the whole ordeal, like back in his parish. Right. Like it wasn't even at the house anymore. It wasn't even in that moment. Like this priest experienced things happening to him after he left. Right. So, I mean, it very well might be man yeah because because zach claims that after purchasing the chair him and his friend were at his house at zach's house right and that they both felt an evil presence uh moving move between them i mean how the fuck you feel an evil presence though um i mean i mean i I don't know it even caused his dog to start growling at nothing yeah and uh he states that he even he became that he was actually really affected by it and he became he began to speak strange things about God and Satan. Oh shit. And then that his friend began to cry. And they both ran out of the house. So that's when he decided to just close that exhibit down. I don't know where the chair is. I mean it's probably just there in the middle. I mean he just he, he paid a pretty penny for it. He paid sixty seven thousand dollars for this chair. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh huh. This is back in April of twenty nineteen, so and in, in the crazy thing is that he just happened to buy the chair just hours before Lorraine Warren passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a crazy way to close her chapter, you know? Yeah. You know, something she was, like, involved in deeply. And then this psycho Zach goes and buys this chair for $67,000 just hours before she passed away. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you're a believer, if you're a non-believer, I mean, yeah, I mean, you'll never know until you actually, I guess, see something, you know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I. I don't know. I, I'm a believer just because, you know, I've seen some shit. 
Right. So, and I mean, I mean, we we've all seen things that were like, wait, that that I see, that I really just see that, or is my mind playing tricks on me? And yeah. it's like, well, and I mean, to be honest with you, man, like even though I have seen some shit, like every, anytime I hear a noise, like the noise that we heard right now. And, um, you know, other things, I try to, like, explain it away, you know, it's, like, I don't automatically default to, like, yeah. oh, it's a fucking ghost or something, right. you know, it's probably something else, but I don't know, man, like, sometimes you just see some shit, you hear some shit, and you're like, damn, like, I can't explain that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just a really... I guess we'll just have to wait to see the movie because, I mean, it's a really interesting exorcism story. You know, I mean, it's not only, like... It, not only one person was supposedly possessed, but it was two. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how the whole movie is going to play out. Like, are, we, are they going to focus on the possession of the little boy... Yeah, like, are they really going to... kind of what they yeah. were involved in. Or like, are they really going to go through go it all? Through the whole thing and the whole story. Right. And um, kind of go through the um, murder of this man and, and what happened to Arnie and everything like that, you know? Because, I mean, that's definitely part of the whole story. I can't wait for the movie, so... I mean, I mean, we just gave you a little, we gave you the shortest version we could to not make this too long. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, we're going to link some videos. I mean, we're going to link the Warren's interview about this case on, on, on the YouTube channel. And then uh, we'll also link some of the, I mean, the Zach Baggins Museum stuff. We'll link it on there and other Articles about this case. I mean, it's it's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I, I feel like every every case that these people, the Warrens, have been involved in is definitely um, super interesting. You know, you've got the paranormal, you've got demonic you know, demons and, and whatnot. Like stuff I mean, you just can't explain. I mean, and I mean, in their house, they kept all these artifacts that they would take away. Yeah. To protect the rest of us from you know coming in contact with it. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty hardcore of them to to do something like that and actually have these artifacts in their home from all over the world of cases they've been to or things they just bought off of people so you know we would be safer. I mean, I mean, like the animal doll. I mean, they kept it in a glass box and you can't touch. You can't even touch the glass. Yeah, I mean, they even have a priest come and bless it every so often. Yeah, when they that. when they go on tour with the doll, a priest comes and moves it with like these like gloves and puts it on a travel case and the doll was actually here in El Paso at the art museum for for a little while and it was in the doll room one of the museums here one of the art museums here has a doll room and that's, it was, a, that's a creepy ass it room. is a creepy room uh, yeah. if you're from here from El Paso or from around here go to the I think it's the International Art Museum it's on yeah. Montana Montana Getting close to Mesa, the museum's pretty cool because it's they made the museum. The museum used to be the house, a house of the yeah. these rich people from back in the day, and like that. these old colonial houses. Yeah, and 
and uh they have a doll room doll hallway and, and it's pretty freaky but yeah the doll was actually that actual real annabelle doll was here in el paso for a little while on exhibit i didn't get to go see it this was a couple years back uh, ago but i mean it's the warrens are just you know they're just so famous for for all the things they've they've been involved in man it's just they've been around they they did their thing yeah. and um i mean you have crazy people like zach baggins buying things that were involved with them I and mean, just hours from lorraine passing away and it's just insane and yeah i mean definitely like i said i mean what do you guys think i mean um you know do you guys believe in all the paranormal do you guys think that this is this is real there's a whole other um spiritual world out there and there's things that uh possess you know demons and whatnot i mean do you guys believe in all that stuff or or do you guys think this is all just you know basically you know mental illnesses that um you know these people yeah that are, are confused to, for yeah they're trying to make money off of them you know yeah. at the end of the day it's like oh this guy's a yeah. schizophrenic but like let's just throw on an exorcism or two and and say that they're possessed and i mean in case you guys don't know it's really hard to uh have an exorcism done the vatican has to approve it and it has to like really convince them that this person might be possessed it's not just like okay they're possessed go get the priest like that's not how it happens that's that's not how exorcisms happen the the vatican is the one in charge of really saying yeah okay go send a go send an exorcist and, and you have to be a special kind of priest right for that yeah like, yeah, not, yeah, not just yeah. Any, no you have to be an exorcist any, and any priest can do no. it. you gotta like go through special no training. there's there's only a handful of, of priests that are certified for exorcism yeah and the vatican they get the case like the warrants would send this case and the vatican would go through it all and see like okay well i mean it does really does sound like an exorcism let's go ahead and send someone i mean it's not just something that you know your local priest can do you know yeah i mean i kind of wonder who the who the warrants of our generation are right you know who, i was just thinking that you know, who, who's who, gonna take over there yeah like who's in charge of like hey you know we need some shit investigated or or who's investigating stuff for the vatican and stuff like that like hey maybe zach baggins will become the next warrens maybe well he's pretty out there he's buying sixty-seven thousand dollar chairs so but i mean this one i mean this episode was kind of quick i mean with the information i mean there's there's mostly the information you find is about the movie we didn't really want to cover what the movie was in a cover because i mean it's a movie we're trying to find we tried looking for real yeah facts. like the facts and, and what happened and, and what the, happened. there's really not a lot i mean there's a really good interview with the warrens about this case so we'll link that on there and we also didn't want to bore you with tons of facts and stuff on trying to cram it into an hour-long video but we'll link some of this stuff on there yeah. and um if there's something you're interested or you know anything you know more exorcisms aliens serial killers history 
uh, world yeah, history, that you guys anything are interested that in, in. you want us to really dig into and really find a lot of information on, just type it into know. the comments or message us on uh, Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and link up our social media accounts on there as well. Yeah. Um, let us know. I mean, we're we're here for you guys. So um, definitely thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, say goodnight. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, definitely just let us know if there's anything else that you guys want us to cover. Anything that you've... Uh, I mean, if you guys have any kind of experience... Or anything like that with the paranormal or or anything like that definitely let us know hit us up um, you know send us a DM we'll have and, we'll, uh, tell we'll, us your experience and we'll, we'll sit down and know. record an interview you guys I mean yeah we're trying definitely. to set up some interviews as I mean as we speak right now with you know with anything I mean people just people that want to share something like we'll sit down and interview you you know anything from you know, nurses, how COVID is affecting them, how it is in the workplace right now with all this crazy shit going on, all the way up to sex workers. Like, we'll interview anyone if you guys want your stories heard. Or it doesn't matter what story it is. It doesn't have nothing to do with what our channel's about. I mean, really, I mean, our channel's about anything. We're not trying to just stick to one topic or or anything like that. Like, we're open to anything. I mean, we both, we're both into different things. We're both into unsolved cases, paranormal, aliens anything you know yeah we, we'll, know. we'll cover anything you know except like stuff like politics and stuff like that that's just yeah we don't do no politics yeah. we know. do that on our own time between us and the way it should be but yeah if you I mean if you want us to look into really dig into something that you've been interested in just let us know and we'll we'll look it up but thanks again for joining us hope you like this little fast version of the devil made me do it case mm -hmm. and uh the movie should be coming out this summer yeah and we'll see you guys next week yep stay safe <laughs>